Werewolves healed quickly. Maria Starr had recognized me, too, and I'd been relieved when she smiled back at me. My standing with the Shreveport pack was, to say the least, uncertain. Without exactly volunteering to do so, I'd unwittingly thrown in my lot with the unsuccessful contestant for the pack leader's job. That contestant's son, Alcide Hervaux, whom I'd counted as maybe more than a friend, felt I'd let him down during the contest. The new pack leader, Patrick Fernan, knew I had ties to the Hervaux family. I'd been surprised when Maria Starr chatted away while she was zipping the costume and brushing my hair. She applied more makeup than I'd ever worn in my life, but when I stared into the mirror, I had to thank her. I looked great, though I didn't look like Sookie Stackhouse. If Claude hadn't been gay, he might have been impressed too. He's the brother of my friend Claudine, and he makes his living stripping on ladies' night at Hooligans, a club he now owns. Claude is simply mouth-watering. Six feet tall, with rippling black hair and large brown eyes, a perfect nose, and lips just full enough. He keeps his hair long to cover up his ears. They've been surgically altered to look rounded like human ears, not pointy as they originally were. If you're in the know, supernaturally, you'll spot the ear surgery, and you'll know Claude is a fairy. I'm not using the pejorative term for his sexual orientation. I mean it literally. Claude's a fairy. Now the wind machine, Al instructed Maria Starr, and after a little repositioning, she switched on a large fan. Now we appeared to be standing in a gale. My hair billowed out in a blonde sheet, though Claude's tied-back ponytail stayed in place. After a few shots to capture that look, Maria Starr unbound Claude's hair and directed it over one shoulder so it would blow forward to form a backdrop for his perfect profile. Wonderful, Al said and snapped some more. Maria Starr moved the machine a couple of times, causing the windstorm to strike from different directions. Eventually, Al told me I could stand up. I straightened gratefully. I hope that wasn't too hard on your arm, I told Claude, who was looking cool and calm again. Nah, no problem. Do you have any fruit juice around? He asked Maria Starr. Claude was not Mr. Social Skills. The pretty wear pointed to a little refrigerator in the corner of the studio. Cups are on the top, she told Claude. She followed him with her eyes and sighed. Women frequently did that after they'd actually talked to Claude. The sigh was a what-a-pity sigh. After checking to make sure her boss was still fiddling intently with his gear, Maria Starr gave me a bright smile. Even though she was aware, which made her thoughts hard to read, I was picking up on the fact that she had something she wanted to tell me, and she wasn't sure how I was going to take it. Telepathy is no fun. Your opinion of yourself suffers when you know what others think of you. And telepathy makes it almost impossible to date regular guys. Just think about it. And remember, I'll know if you are or if you aren't. Alcides had a hard time of it since his dad was defeated, Maria Starr said, keeping her voice low. Claude was occupied with studying himself in a mirror while he drank his juice, Al Cumberland had gotten a call on his cell phone and retreated to his office to hold his conversation. I'm sure he has, I said, 
Since Jackson Hervo's opponent had killed him, it was only to be expected that Jackson's son was having his ups and his downs. I sent a memorial to the ASPCA, and I know they'll notify Alcide and Janet, I said. Janet was Alcide's younger sister, which made her a non-ware. I wondered how Alcide had explained their father's death to his sister. In acknowledgement, I'd received a printed thank-you note, the kind the funeral home gives you, without one personal word written on it. Well, she seemed to be unable to spit it out, whatever was stuck in her throat. I was getting a glimpse of the shape of it. Pain flickered through me like a knife, and then I locked it down and pulled my pride around me. I'd learned to do that all too early in life. I picked up an album of samples of Alfred's work and began to flip through them, hardly looking at the photographs of brides and grooms, bar mitzvahs, first communions.